are the Knights of Awakening. Hello, good morning and evening. We are the Knights of Awakening, broadcasting live from our corners of the University Yours. We are your host Knights David and Justin, reaching out to all of you, our brothers and sisters, wherever you may call home. Alright, and here we are. It is the day after Thanksgiving in the United States. November 25th, 2011. I am Justin. Over there somewhere hiding in the corner is David. Hello. Hey, David. Uh, and here we are. So, we just finished celebrating Thanksgiving um, here in the United States. And uh, it was a very fun, chaotic time for me, David, this year. Uh, my my wife uh, decided she wanted to bring some folks over, and about 25 or 26 of them showed up. Mm-hmm. My, my little house here. It was it was fun. Um, I I always enjoy. I, what I love about Thanksgiving. This may sound sound wrong, David, or kind of bad, but uh, one thing I love about Thanksgiving is that uh, I get to visit with people I haven't seen in a while, and uh, you know usually I like it that way. You know? <laughs> you know, I I don't mean that to come off bad. It's just uh, I'm a very uh, I'm a bit of a hermit sometimes, and, uh, you know, I can only handle so much chaos going on around me all at once, you know. But it was fun. It was fun. We had a great dinner. Got to share a lot of laughs and a lot of stories and played some football. My team won, by the way. And uh, and uh, it was great. It was good times. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point you bring up there. But <clears throat> it's really very honest, you know, because... Um, you know, there are lots of places it's nice to vacation, but you wouldn't want to live there. I think it's pretty much the same thing. Yep. Um, with, with family members, it's like you, you you love them, you like to spend time with them, like to, uh, you know, do that, but then from a day-to-day basis, it's just too much, you know. Uh, and, you know, I have noticed that you take you take good people and you put them too close together, um, under under enough pressure to be together, and they will they will bring out the worst in each other. They'll they'll, they'll turn a good thing into a bad thing. You know, it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be pleasant at first, and then it gets old, and then people start fighting and stuff. So, I think there's a reason why we 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 spread apart and then come together and spread apart and come together. You know. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting because I I remember as a kid, we always had huge Thanksgiving dinners. Uh, where I'm from, uh, back where I'm from, people didn't typically ever leave town, like ever. They they were born, raised, and die in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the old school, though. You know, um, my generation of the family, uh, we're gone, dude. You know, I mean, we 
we're we're up and gone. You know, some of us live in Nevada, some of us live in Colorado, some of us live in on the East Coast, some of us live just all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so uh, that 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 goes to show you that uh, either either our generation, David, is very restless at home, or we just you know we got to get out there and get shit done. You know, one of the two. And oftentimes it it uh, uh, puts great great uh, gaps of distance between us physically. Um, but but you know these holidays um, are a great time to kind of reel that in for just a day at least. You know, and and have a great time. <coughs> so with that being said, in in, in typical uh, um, night awakening tradition. We're going to share some things that we were thankful for for this last year. David, do you want to share a couple? Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Before we get into the next topic, yeah, um, my my family and friends top the list. I mean, uh, the people that I know are, uh, you know, bar none, the, the most uh, that which is, you know, worth the most gratitude in my life i don't think you know cars come and go toys come and go but uh, well, people come and go too but their people are different you know and they're special so i think above all else it's the people that i have known my friends my family i got a, a wonderful wife and uh, two kids that i couldn't have had i you know had I been given the opportunity to make them from scratch, you know, uh, you know, with my with my conscious mind and design every aspect of them, I really, I don't think I could have did better than what has happened um, naturally without without conscious input, you know. So it it's just great. Um, most of I would say most of my physical possessions, things that you know, things that I would be grateful for I've lost a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um it's been a year of it's been a year of loss because of the I guess because of the recession or whatever, but um that you know, and I'm gonna get into this later on, but I guess I would have to be grateful um for that feeling of loss. I mean that sounds strange to say but yet I have I have to remain there. You know, I have to I have to do that. I have to appreciate the fact that I once had things and now I don't mm-hmm. and now I'm given the opportunity to uh reacquire more things, different things um or it could be that they uh, the things that I had were just sitting around taking up my time and effort, you know, because you know what you have does own you to an extent. You have to maintain it and that kind of thing. So I mean, the less you have, the less you have to take care of, so Mhm. I don't know. That's you know, without getting too specific, that that would sure. be my risk. I'm gonna kind of, uh, I'm gonna start off by kind of following suit with uh, with Charles, the host of our Labyrinth show on Wednesdays. Um, first and foremost, uh, uh, a lot of the people I'm thankful for aren't aren't uh, personally in my life, uh, but I certainly uh, feel like they should be mentioned. Um, all, all of the all of the police out there who are doing us a good job, you know, um, all of the military members, doesn't matter what color their uniform are or is, um, 
we, you know, we're thankful for them. We we love and honor their commitment and dedication to each and every one of us. Um, fire, fire, uh, firemen, you know, David, we just had a big fire up here. Um, I think it was last week, um, which is why we didn't have a show last week, by the way, was because the winds were so bad they were kept knocking power out to to my home office here. Um, but uh, that also caused a fire. Um, and uh, about somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 homes were lost and a lot of acreage and things like that. But uh, there was a lot of displaced families. So, so, you know, we're thankful for those who stayed up for two or three days in a row um, um, feeding people and clothing people and, and, and keeping them sheltered. The firemen who put their lives on the line out there, um, you know, uh, I'm most thankful for, David, the people that we take for granted a lot, you know, um, those those that I just listed and, and, and many others, you know, uh, the person who bumps into you um, at a gas station and, and, and says, you know, I'm sorry, um, the person who, who holds the door for you, the person who smiles at you, um, you know, uh, the people uh, whose job it is to take care of us every day, and we just we just take them for granted. You know, um, on a personal level, of course, I'm I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for my family. Um, you know, uh, like you, I don't think I could have uh, consciously made made my family any better. As as diverse and as crazy as they are, sometimes, uh, you know, I love every single one of them, all my friends, things like that. Um, you know, like you, this has been a, this has been a huge year of change for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I made some, uh, my wife and I had made some very gutsy decisions, you know, that, uh, you know, could, could be a home run or, you know, we could be moving in with you pretty soon. You know, you never know. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know uh, uh that's just the way it is but I'm grateful that uh, uh I have a wife who can uh help me through these decisions and and and, and to know David that uh on on all the things that I have my hands in every day all the people you know um you and the other host and a lot of other people behind the scenes that help me really keep this stuff going and keep me in line and uh keep me marching forward so and there's probably a, there's probably a ton of other things, but we don't have uh, we only have two hours here, so that'd be my list of uh, who and what I was grateful for this year and, and thankful for. Yeah. So, speaking of gratitude, you know, David and I were were, were kind of batting this around, um, and uh, you know, gratitude is is a hot is a hot pan sometimes it's hard to handle for some people um i i know for a long time it was hard for me to handle uh just because of the philosophy and the life path that i was walking you know um so so uh david wants us to talk about uh how to handle gratitude today and, and i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you kick us off david no oh, okay well yeah I, i'll just start off by by bringing up the fact that I have a hard time with man-made holidays, I, I don't know what it is. Is people say, "Oh, you should you, you should reflect on your mother this day, your father this day." You know, you should think about this this day. And I'm like, "Why?" You know, who says? You know, but I guess the older I get, I don't think I'm conforming so much, but that I don't feel threatened by playing along as much. And 
I really try to embrace more and more as it comes my way, not just for the fact of embracing, as it were, but to uh, see why, uh, to research the reasons why these traditions have become useful. And um, with with Thanksgiving, with so much of, of thought being placed on gratitude and appreciation and all that, um, I've just been thinking in terms of why bother going through um, a cyclical year? Why, why bother going through the year and specifying one day to to be grateful on? And, it, you know, it, it, the simple answer is that, you know, as you go through the year and you, and you focus on these different things, they, they keep you kind of centered. They keep you kind of, um, you know, you go through the, the houses of the Zodiac and you, you 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 go through these different properties and you you take on that essence for a little while and the residue sticks it really does and um so what is what is the point of gratitude and you got to say um and I know a lot of people out there will be thinking that gratitude is counterproductive to what they're trying to do and it's exactly that type of mind that would think gratitude is counterproductive because they're focused on productivity but um uh with with gratitude, what is it? It's, it's appreciation. It's, it's looking at what you have and you say, "I am happy to have this." That means that means you are you are satiated. You are you are you are filled with a with a sense that that everything is good in the world. That that you have what you need. That that what you have is good. Um, thing thoughts along these lines. You know, it means different things to different people. I'm trying to. I'm trying to isolate the essence of the thing, you know, not not all the different ways it can come about, but uh, when you get right down to it and, and you get down to the essence of it and you say, well, if Thanksgiving is this, then what good is it, you know? And for a lot of people, um, that feeling of being of being uh, filled, that feeling of being um, of having uh, having what they wanted. Is, is very is very warm, very pleasant, and that's what they were seeking um, throughout the year. And they actually their their uh, spiritual path is actually one of of searching for that on a day to day basis. However, there are other people who try to rid themselves of that, and there creates a problem there because we can we can make judgments on different levels, and we can say. We can say he's a hero because he went to war, but then there are other people making judgments saying he was wrong because that war shouldn't have been. So, uh, as though as those are different judgments coming from different places, uh, so too comes the judgment call of of being um, grateful for what you have, because at the root of the thing itself, we are talking about happiness. And happiness is a very touchy subject. Most of the world say they want happiness, but there are few that say that they they try to rid their their lives of happiness. They are looking for a conflict. They're looking for for drama, you know, and that's okay too. But what I want to talk about, and this is the interesting part for me, is how is it possible? First, is is it possible to be Happy to be contented and be dissatisfied at the same time. Is it happy? Is it is it possible to be happy and want more? Is it is it possible to be uh, grateful for what you have but also desire more than what that is? How how does that work? 
because if I am grateful for what I have, then why I want more? You see what I mean, Justin? Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's keep that one around. I mean, what what are your thoughts on it? Well, you know, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like you, um, uh, where you started off with the man-made holidays, you know, <laughs> or maybe you call them artificial holidays. I can't remember, but uh, probably both. you know. <laughs> but you know um the the feeling in people does change the 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 aura of, of an entire city changes overnight at the flip of a calendar you know when it comes to a holiday uh you know is it forced maybe a little <clears throat> only because uh we have we have learned that that uh you know the the last thursday in the month of november is always thanksgiving but i have to think david it goes it goes well beyond that because you know you can force somebody to to uh use a thursday on a calendar but you can't force them to feel a certain way you know um i purposely went out uh, to town today um I'm not a big I'm not a big shopper. I, I, I don't really care for Black Friday or any of that crap. I'm not gonna stand in line for one thing just, just to get up there and not have it anyway. Um if I really want it bad enough. If I really want it bad enough then, you know, I'll save my money and uh buy it at full price. Just to avoid that. But I purposely went out today, um, because I know where where I'm from, a lot of people switch gears. The day after Thanksgiving, it's almost like that's when it's time to start thinking about Christmas. And you know, so I went out. I went out to the mall today, and 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 this is what I this is what I learned. Number one, I learned uh, uh, that 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 all the things that I thought about Black Friday was correct because I I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it at all. It's way too crowded. A lot of people. Um, you know, I know there's already been reports of incidents across the country where people are getting maced by other shoppers and uh, some other crazy stuff. But I'm walking through the wow. mall. Huh? I said, wow. Maced? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, pepper spray? Yeah. It was at a Walmart, of course, too. Same place that there's always an incident. I mean, not the same store, but the same company. Um, but uh, <laughs> but as, as I was walking, you know, I like to... I like to spend time uh, in public, like you know, when my wife or kids want to go to the movies or go to the mall, or whatever. I'll go, I'll go sit on a bench and just and just watch people, you know. Um, not not to sound creepy or anything, but uh, I like to I like to feel their energy. I like to I like to that's how I, that's how I practice my empath, empathy, you know. I like to feel them as they walk by. I want to see, try to get a sense for for what's going on, you know, how they're feeling, things like that. It's an old Good trick exercise. that. Hmm. That's a good exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's something. It's something that was taught to me uh, many, many years ago, and it's something that I always uh, pass on to the to the newer people. You know, who come in and want to. You know, empathy is a very powerful tool. <clears throat> you know, but it's a good way to. It's a good way to to learn how to develop that. Um, so, anyways, I'm at the mall today, and you know, I. I had psyched myself up to expect panic and mayhem and 
and chaos and 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 uh, you know just all this craziness around this shopping. You know, I mean, there's. I've got people uh, on my Facebook page that are, you know, talking all kinds of crap about consumerism, blah, 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 you know, um, people already have enough, they shouldn't have more, this and that, uh, and they're just they're just greedy and grubby and all these horrible things, okay? Uh, but, but that's not what I got. As I was walking through, you know, it was crowded, you know, it was kind of uncomfortable, uh, but the mood... The mood wasn't uncomfortable. The mood was actually kind of happy. It was kind of charged up. It was kind of, you know, people were excited. Um, you know, and not everybody had 50 bags full of stuff. You know, people were just, for the most part, kind of walking around and looking and hanging around and stuff. Uh, but but the atmosphere was not was not as I had expected it to be. Uh, now, can I blame that on the calendar, David? I, you know, can I blame that on the holiday? Maybe a little, but people still have to actively choose to be to be happy and thankful and grateful, um, you know. Um, and, and, and you were talking about, um, you know, because of the recession and stuff, things have been real tough. Well, they've been tough everywhere, and yet people were still found a way to be happy, um, and they're certainly not following their shopping habits of, of five years ago. So... You know, even with the, I mean, there was there was a decent presence uh, of, of police there. I mean, they, you know, they were there right out in the open, um, just kind of hanging out, you know, expecting the worst. And you know, it wasn't a big deal. It was just like a, it was just like a, a really happy, fun day. It was like people were at the carnival or something. It was really strange. But, the, you know, the the point of that exercise was to, uh, for me, was to see if. Uh, um, if these kinds of, uh, of feelings or these kinds of uh, holidays do evoke that kind of presence in people, that kind of that kind of aura in them, and, and and it certainly does in somehow or some way, you know, without you know, with, of course, without breaking them down by individual individual, I'm sure they've all got some kind of problem. You know, I'm sure that they that they all have uh, some kind of strife or or, or, or irritation going on. Uh, yet they were able to get through that and still be happy. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to watch. I mean, after the holidays are over and uh, the presents have been handed out and the bills come in, you know, that's when the magic of the moment has passed and the reality of, of what the moment was kind of comes in from the underneath. I believe it's all tied in together, wouldn't you mm-hmm. say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's the topping, you know, of the cake, and then there's the the body of it underneath that you can't see, but they're right. both they're both cake. Um, well, it's certainly a lesson in 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 being in the moment. You know, um, in the moment, uh, people are happy, and when those credit card bills come around, or those, or or God forbid, people should lose their job after the new year when all the bills are due. You know, then, then, then of course there'll be a much different, different sense of, of, uh, of, of the feeling of the thing. You know, um, but I don't know. You know, there's just something about this time of year, and 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 like I was saying uh, before on what you said about artificial holidays or man-made holidays, um, I I I I do not enjoy any of them as much as I enjoy uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, only because in between those two holidays. People seem to be at their best. 
they seem to be able to find ways to be grateful. You know, no matter how bad it is for them, no matter how crappy it is, everybody, for the most part, the majority, seem to be able to work through it. And if only for a month, find a way to be happy and 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 carefree, almost. Mm-hmm. And and that that seasonal um, ex- that seasonal exercise that they have done with the holidays that um, that carries them through the rest of the year. In, in some in some way, would would it you do, say it does for me? I mean, if if we just eradicated the holiday altogether, I mean, we 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 could expect to see a uh, a decline in in gratitude altogether. We could expect to see uh, people become far more uh, uh, far more engrossed in, in what they want and not enjoying what they have. I believe. Um, yeah. Just the just the effect of going through the moment, you know, just uh, brings you back to a point where, uh, for the rest of the year, you you may uh, like a like a planet orbiting a orbiting a, a star that on an ecliptic, uh, you may you may go way out in the space, but then you come back to that point where uh, where you you orient yourself according to that. And I believe it has some kind of uh, yeah, some kind of orientative effect to it to keep us from spinning completely out of control. Sure, um, and, and and yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, after after a period of time, um, you know, of of course we we've all uh, been conditioned to kind of change our. We've been conditioned to kind of expect um, this type of thing between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know. I mean, we've all grew up around it, uh, for, especially for those of you who are in the United States, um, grew up around Thanksgiving. I, You know, I mean, there's always been Thanksgiving since I've been around. Um, certainly always been Christmas. So, you know, something that I think partially have been conditioned to do, it, it, would, take, it would take a lot of years, I think, to, to, to finally flush out that conditioning or, or at least that little part of it. But, but you know, uh, what goes around comes around. I think if... The more people who, who who are just dropping their worries and, and and just lightening up and being happy, I, I mean it's it, it's contagious for sure. It, it, it is completely contagious too. You know, uh, you can walk into a group of people who are who are completely happy, and it's really hard to stay angry. It's really hard to stay mad or or sad. You know, it's just it has that it has that effect on us. Mm-hmm. So you know. We're talking about how to handle gratitude. Um, you know, David and I, David, you and I were batting this around um, last night, and you know, um, I had mentioned to you that that part of the problem with 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 many of the philosophies and religions that we all abide to, um, they're taught to us. Uh, uh uh in interpretations that that may seem absolute so so things like gratitude things like humbleness things like you know compassion all these things they get really really uh sharp you know you, you do it this way or else you know um you 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 view gratitude this way or else or you view humbleness this way or else um you started talking about it um when you were when you're bringing the topic in um and I think it was at at the point when you said that 
you know, some people some people uh, would be grateful for what they have and 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 and, and would would declare that they need no more things, uh, and mm-hmm. that those who and that those who do seek more things are wrong. And then there's the other side of it where people say, you know, I'm not I'm not grateful uh, because I don't have enough yet, right? Yeah. So let's let's start off there. What about those people who who um, can admit that they have things to be grateful of? And I think that's probably the majority of us out out there uh, would say that we have things to be grateful of, um, but but yet, you know, we still want um, more. Yeah, I would I would say that would be the largest percentage of of the people out there. Um, and certainly, I mean the 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 percentage of gratitude versus desire for more would you know change from person to person but i think that that i think you nailed the the biggest group out there that this is the most common as for the the rightness or wrongness of it i can't say can you i mean it is what it is but i think that's the healthiest perspective so so is that wrong i mean is it is it wrong i mean uh, you know some philosophies no. and and if you feel like naming them you can but some philosophies say, you know what, you take what you got and, and just and just be happy with that. You don't need anything else. Oh yeah, well I mean yeah, there's there's things you can get caught up in uh, if you want to if you want if you want to be extreme in, in any direction, you're certainly free to go there. But uh, yeah, there there are a few people and and I used to be one of them. Um, I took I took that way in in uh, in Buddhism. You know the 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 Buddhist path. When, when they say rid yourself of attachments, um, a lot of people think that that means cutting completely all attachments. Well, there's a problem there because while you're breathing, you're always going to want another breath. It, and if anybody gets in your way of that breath, you're going to do what you have to do to take it. It takes a real, a real, I'll, I'll borrow Derek's word, a real mind head um, to just say, okay, I won't breathe just because you don't want me to. But uh, so there's a problem there. You can't get rid of all attachments, and and you even run into the circular thing where you have found yourself being um, attached to ridding yourself of attachments. You become passionate about being dispassionate, you know. So yeah. that's kind of a, a kind of a built-in built-in trap of the past. So uh, that's why they call it the middle way, you know, because once you once you rid yourself of so many attachments, and then you say. Wow, you know, to, to take these extra steps to rid myself of of all these other ones, I really have to do something here, and that would be extreme. Um, and that's where you come back and you say, well, um, it's the middle way. It's not you don't you don't get attached to ridding yourself of attachments. You you reach the center point where you're okay with the ones you have, and you have dismissed the ones that you can live live without. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about with this this majority group of people. That's how they live. They are they are kind of in the middle where they they have and they appreciate what they have, but then again they they want bigger, better, more, whatever. And I would just say that they're being honest. You know, bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 hold our thought right there and let's bring in the caller. Bring him in. Hello, Mr. Chaos. Hello, Mr. Chaos. Hello. What's going on, man? Nothing much. 
So how um, how great how grateful are you, are, are you on the on the topic of handling gratitude? I'm fine with um, being thank- thankful for things that I get, or, or the ability to do things that I can. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people say, "Well, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for this." Well, I'm also thankful for the ability to help other people. Not many people have that ability in any real sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, most people can't help themselves, so you know. But uh, I'm one of the people who want more but I still am grateful for what I have. At the same time, I don't think you're really, I don't think you're showing due gratitude towards life if you didn't want more. Yeah, People there's got to be. What's that? Well, there's got to be a motivation. I mean, if we, if none of us were motivated in one way or the other, we would all just sit on the ground and just die there, right? Right, and you'd be in and grateful as opposed to the gift you were given to be in this existence. Mm-hmm. A lot more is it has nothing to do with um, not being happy with what you got. You know, you, you would uh, you would be it'd be like slapping slapping a gift of life in the face if you didn't want more, didn't want to do more, didn't want to get more, didn't want to be more. You're wasting it. Yeah. A gift that's say- wasted, you know. Yeah, you, well, you'd be you'd certainly be slapping those in the face that had put you um, in a position to to have the opportunity to do more too, right? Right. Right. I, you know, I don't get to do a radio show except for because of you guys. So, you know, it'd be it'd be like a slap into your guys' face if I wasn't grateful for it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it works the same way with life. I always want more. I always want more of my for myself, my friends, some of them, my family, um, you know, and and I consider that me actually being grateful for life. So, you know, I I don't uh, for the people for most people I don't know if they're consciously aware of that's what they're doing. You know, I don't I don't know if they consider being grateful uh, of life just because they want more. Because a lot of people are ashamed to want more, you know. But that's the way I look at it. David, any thoughts there? Well, yeah, he, he brings up he brings up a really good point with um, you know, the, the desire to have more is a is a form of showing gratitude towards what you already have. I mean, I've, I've never looked at it that way before, but I can I can see that, and it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would disagree with where he talks about if he if he was not grateful of of having a show it would be a slap in the face i wouldn't personally take it as a slap in the face because um you can be in the eyes of the holder you know i have i have thrown away scrap before that other people had use for and they they wanted it and they used it and they were happy to get it and to me, I just didn't see that. I, I've never, you know, I had never taken metal to a scrapyard. I had never um, used a container and, you know, cut it in such a way as to uh, u- utilize it for a tool or anything like that before. So it had never crossed my mind, and therefore, you know, it's not like I was being ungrateful towards the the thing in itself. Um, it's just I had not seen or appreciated that aspect of it, and they had so. Right. You know, different strokes 
for different folks on a lot of this stuff, but in, in, in another light, um, in a certain situation, you know, like if I had stuck my neck out on the line to get to get chaos a job at the, the the company that I was at, and then he just, you know, blowed up and it looked bad on me, that would that would kind of you know be that way. But as far as um, as far as other things go, it, it can it can go either way situationally. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, uh, chaos is looking at this from a from a very realistic standpoint that you know. Uh, Again, there are situations and, and and things that we take take for granted, um, um, and, and 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 you know gratitude isn't gratitude isn't something that is um, forced. Like I mean, you can't force somebody to be grateful. You know what I mean? Um, but 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 certainly you should be grateful. Uh, but but you shouldn't stop there because those people invested, uh, you know, um, effort into into helping you get to where you're at. Um, I don't think they want you to slow down, you know. I don't think they'd want you to just say, okay, well, you're here, you're grateful, okay, now you can just sit down, you know. Um, I can certainly see see where he's coming from on that. So you're linking, what what you're doing is you're linking um, gratitude to mindfulness, to be mindful of what you have. Absolutely. Which is, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, absolutely. All right, Chaos, do you have anything else, buddy? All right, let's bring in our other caller, uh, Jay from the chat room. Now, I asked I asked Jay in the chat room uh, where does acceptance play into it, and uh, maybe he'll let me know. Hey, Jay. Hey, how's it going? It's like to hear from two guys who are talking about stuff instead of all women, all women type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> from perspective, guys, it's interesting. Interesting conversation. So, you're talking about how to handle gratitude. Uh, well, the thing is that uh, we're, you're in the United States, so it was Thanksgiving yesterday. So uh, how to handle gratitude? Uh, acceptance. The reason why I said acceptance in the chat room is that we always we always thinking that it has to be bigger than something very small. You know how we say things like, you know, some of the small things make the biggest difference in our lives? Mm-hmm. And, and it could be just a thank you be, is, is, is a great way to, to accept gratitude. But People think, oh, it's got to be something more, or there's something buried in it. So, you know, the faith and trust and maybe suspicion and stuff like that could get into it. But if you accept the way it is and, you know, look into the person's eyes when you're doing this, too, instead of, like, saying, oh, you're looking down at the ground and saying thank you, then you're actually connecting with that person on a soul-to-soul basis, on an eye-to-eye basis. So um, that that it does have a, that uh, human connection there. The words just... Don't do it by itself, but if you can make an emotional connection with that other person, then you and then maybe put a smile on their face. Yeah, that's that's where you connect. That's where they say, you know, I, um, they're, they're accepting of your, your your thoughts and those words and the feelings from those from that. So that's you know that's my take on you know how to handle um, gratitude. And that's a, that's a very good point, Jay, because. Um I don't really think we can compete with the uh, volume and repetition and, and all the other tools of propaganda that that fill the the, the airways, the um, the billboards, the lights, all the noise, the, the the sensory pollution. We really can't compete on that level when we're trying to show a, a deeper aspect of of humanity. So I think what you have brought out here is authenticity and 
being genuine in in what you're doing and letting letting the gravity of that um overpower all that all that pollution and it is a very powerful thing because when people uh sense something that is real it it stands in, in far contrast to to all the all the the chatter the fake plasticky stuff I think yeah, it's, it's a good, yeah. That, that it was a great point that he made um, about the small things. You know, I don't remember. It was probably a couple weeks ago. You know, um, I think I think Charles was talking about um, uh, superheroes. You know, and and, and um, you know, not every not every uh, uh, not every situation requires somebody to bust through a wall. Sometimes it's just, you know, the small things that make people um, great. You know, it's the small things to do, it's the gestures, you know. Um, you know, I, I think back to all the great people in my life and uh, the people I would consider great, and, and it was always the smallest things that they did for me, you know, um, that put them on the top of that list. When I was sick, my grandmother would make me drink this lemon water stuff. I don't even know what it was. I think it was just water, you know. But but it always made me feel better because because it was the way that she gave it to me. You know, she didn't she didn't run out and 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 hire the best doctors or the best this or that. You know, uh, it didn't cost her anything. It cost her uh, the time to squeeze a lemon into a into a cup. You know, um, these little things, uh, the smiles. You know, open people's doors. Uh, Deepak Chopra says. Uh, um, David, I shared this with you uh, probably six months ago or so. Uh, but, you know, make it a point to, whenever you go to somebody's house and you're visiting, you know, make it a point to to, to say a, a little prayer for them. Uh, make, make it a point to wish them uh, a great year or a great day under your breath, you know. Um, those are the kinds of gifts that, that, that really have a lot of meaning to them. What are they what are they gonna do for us? I mean, whenever you do that kind of thing, I use the term shape shifting, but it, it really does create a, it generates a difference in your aura. Um it it changes your outlook and it'll change the expression on your face, your countenance. The way you the way you move changes and other people that didn't know you even did that will respond to that more openly. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think what Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, but but I think what Jay's saying here too is is, is for 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 us uh, on the other side of uh, of somebody giving us something small like a smile or holding a door, that we should be be graciously or grateful in accepting that that kind gesture that they did for us or that kindness that they that they afforded us in that moment, um, that we should be accepting of that as if we as if it were the greatest gift ever, right? Is that what you're saying, Jay? Yes, it's uh, it's those moments, those, those uh, mindful moments that we uh, appreciate while we're down on here, this this earth, through you know appreciation and gratitude for the moments. Because the more we put that into our bodies and feeling it, the more 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 we can create and manifest and everything else and be joyous in our lives and healing. So because you know, like it's, it's you know, there's more more negative thoughts out there than you know that we see and, and feel and, and, you know, the positive stuff that's out there. So if we do that on a daily basis, we it's like building up um immune system in a way, you know. 
towards the disease, you know. It's, it's, instead of like it's building the positive immune system towards negativity. So you're right about the middle ground you're talk, talking about, eh? Because usually we're one side or, or the other side of that infinite loop. We're not really in the middle of it. We're, we're the balance, eh? So, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Hey, Jay, if you don't mind me asking, where are you from? I'm calling from way up north um, in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Where are you guys from? Well, we're from the United States here. I'm from Reno, and and, and David is from uh, Georgia. Um, oh, Georgia? <laughs> How you all so, doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously yeah. the timing of this the timing of this topic is is built around uh, the American holiday Thanksgiving because it always just kind of brings it to mind for us. Uh, and and I always ask this of my of my guests uh, uh, who are from different lands than we are. Uh, do you guys have have I mean obviously most everybody celebrates Christmas in one way or the other but but do you guys have a certain time of the year um before Christmas that kind of gets everybody in a cheerful mood and kind of happy go lucky? Uh well, right now um you know the Christmas direction decorations up and um the media blitz for Christmas stuff is on right now too and mm-hmm. I'd say about 2 weeks before Christmas it starts to pick up. Uh, right now, people are not into the shopping mood. They're, they're probably shopping a little bit, but the the and you know the deals are still out there. But you know, our like you have a blo- thing called Black Friday, which you have, which is after Thanksgiving, um, which is mm-hmm. basically the greatest thing, shopping day in the United States. Right. And uh, in, up here in Canada, we have uh, it's in Christmas time, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day, okay, which is an English thing. I don't know where they got it from, but uh, that's our the best day for getting deals and stuff like that on, on that day. So it's it's kind of different that way. But we all we had our Thanksgiving in October, so right, right. So so do you from your personal viewpoint do you do you see uh, a change in people around this time of year uh, uh, or around the holidays? Do you, do you see them change a little bit in how they treat people and then maybe go back to uh, status quo, you know, a week or two after? Yeah, okay, for sure. I think for sure. I think right now it's it's more about um, uh, survival and things like that and how am I going to pay for this and things like that. But that's not that's not what Christmas is about. Eh? It's about uh, the gratitude and forgiveness, which is mm-hmm. a big part of it, being thankful. For what we have, and instead of wanting, 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 <laughs> the endless loop of wanting, <laughs> that word, that dirty spiritual word, that dirty word out there, um, and uh, that's just being happy with things that for what you have right now. Because, from my experience, you know, I you know I I bought something uh, for my computer, and I thought it'd make me really happy. Just bought some memory for my computer. I thought, oh, it's going to make it pretty faster. And then it just didn't make me happy. So I'm finding more joy in the experience that you share as a teacher because we're all teachers on this earth with other people and how they grow and how they feel because, like, money can't buy the emotions. It can never buy love and things like that. And it can never buy gratitude, long-term gratitude, because, you know, when people buy a brand-new car, it's lost for about two or three months, and then they... You know, then they feel like they're just paying for the car now. <laughs> so uh, I just find that um, the material stuff is not 
is not lasting. It's the, the memories, the feelings that you share with other people, family, and friends that make a big difference. And that's what, you know, the Thanksgiving is about. Like you said at the beginning of the show, laughter and just having fun, you know, with uh, the football or playing games or whatever. So that's a great time great time to catch up, eh? So Absolutely. Well, we appreciate the call, sir. Uh, we hope you stick around and uh, and uh, listen to the rest of the show. Yeah, thanks so much for letting me be part of your show, and uh, look forward to the rest of your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, David. Um, I think uh, uh, Chuckles wants to jump in on this topic, uh, and of course, uh, Skype is being its usual uh, monster. So, I think we'll take a break. <laughs> Uh, we'll take a break real quick and uh hopefully when we get back uh he'll be in here and uh give us give us some give us some of that some of that wizardly uh insight there all right and we're back thank you for thank you for sticking around with us my cohort david's over there somewhere what you got for us charles what you got i ain't brought him in yet he can hear you he just oh. can't we can't hear him um i just wanted to uh uh Put a shout out there. Thanks uh, for everyone joining us in the chat tonight, joining us live. Um, want to thank those who are joining us uh, live right now at koaaxiom.com. Just uh, just a reminder, David, of the phone number to call in eight five eight three six five five six zero seven. You can always call that number from any phone, um, and we'll get you in. Uh, you can also use Skype uh, if you have a um, Blog Talk membership, there should be a button there on the page that says uh, push to Skype, right? Something like that, David? Yeah, thanks. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. All right. So we're talking about uh, how, to, how to handle gratitude. We've, we've kind of ran through this uh, uh, in different stages here. We talked about man-made uh, artificial holidays, and but, but uh, uh, more importantly, how the holidays – kind of change our mood and change our tempo for for, for the majority of us um, around certain times of the year. Um, And uh, uh, we had some comments uh, from the chat, and we just had a discussion about uh, uh, where acceptance fits in. All right, let's bring Charles in here. Chuckles. Hey, guys. What's What's up, up, man? Oh, not much. Just uh, listening in. Um you know, talking about being thankful and gratitude, um, as I often am, I'm kind of reminded of a couple passages from the Havamal that, uh, that sum it up. And I was actually looking for one while the topic was going on and instead found another one that uh, I guess kind of sums it up for me in a, in a little bit. Uh, it says, uh, cherish those near you. Never be the first to break with a friend. Carry him who can no longer open his heart to another. Um, the the thing is, a lot of what happens with these holidays is we forget a simple truth like that, and instead we go for flashy, fancy, whatever. I mean, you know, ask me what I did on Thanksgiving. What did you do? Well, I went up to the mall with a pair of really good friends of mine. Um, they're going to be having a baby uh, in, I guess it would be seven months. Um, they've been trying for years to get pregnant, and they said, "Well, when are we going to do our uh, baby registry?" And I said, "And I said, why don't you do it on Thanksgiving? We're, none of us are celebrating because, you know, times are tight, and it's just 
it's one of those holidays that if you're celebrating it in your heart already, then it isn't what it was, and it is what it should be. In other words, we took the day to truly be thankful for our friends, to be thankful by spending time together and to be thankful for a joyous event and to, you know, kind of go through a Wally world and, you know, tag stuff on their little thing. Um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's a system where if you're having a baby, you can go up your register and you can scan stuff ahead of time and just pay it off as you have time to. So that was what we did. It was a little bit of a way of celebrating. You didn't get uh, you didn't get pepper spray, did you? No, this was uh, this was Thanksgiving Day. This wasn't oh, um, this was this wasn't this wasn't Hell Day. I mean Black <laughs> Friday. You were you were one of the lucky ones, then, I guess. I, I was going up there on Black Friday. I'd be going up in a suit of armor with a warhammer on my shoulder <laughs> and going in that store on Black Friday. So Char- Charles brings up an interesting dynamic to to the holiday portion of it, David. Um, mm-hmm. in, in that uh, there are degrees of celebration apparently, um, where where uh, and I know th- I know there are people out there and I, and I know who Charles was talking about because there are people out there that says, well if you don't do it this way this way and this way then you're not really celebrating. Um, <clears throat> what do we think about that? Well, I would I would disagree. Um, just with your terminology, degrees of, of celebrating, I think he celebrated just fine. Absolutely. Um, I think the the way that it can manifest, you know, differs from uh, family to family, uh, from person to person, whatever. But um, I think it's celebrating is, is done internally and shared with a group and, or someone else. And if, and if you do that in your own way, then you celebrate it, by golly. Absolutely. Um, however... To to bring some truth to your fiction, I would say that there are degrees of of celebrating that you do do. Some people can't open up fully. Some people stay closed, you know, like a walnut. So mm-hmm. I think the degrees would would lie in that, not in not in its expression. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 Charles, I was being I I, I was just kind of you celebrated just fine. Um, in fact, I think I think most people celebrate with that same spirit. They just do it in, in different ways. But 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 there are people out there who would say, "Well, you have to have the biggest turkey, and you have to have this or that." Well, you know what? What if I want to eat sushi on Thanksgiving? Does that make it any less of a Thanksgiving? Well, absolutely not, um, because the point is, I'm still hanging out with people that I want to hang out with, that I want to be with, that I want to celebrate the day with. Um, and, 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 you know, in my case, my personal case, there are people out there, um, who I wish could be here. Um, but, but, but they're here, they're here in my mind, you know, they're here in spirit. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm content with that. I, I, I'm just as happy as a clam if, whether they're here or not. So, you know, um, but that's a, that is, that is one part of it, you know, um, you know, people, People uh, celebrate the holidays, and, and 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 we won't even talk about Thanksgiving because that's the, that's you know only a few places in the world celebrate that. But any holiday really, where where there's a gathering and where there's people and there's good cheer and and all these things are being spread around and and, and people are are lightening up and stuff, you know, um, there certainly is there is no right or wrong way to do that, you know. 
I, I, I certainly can't tell you, David, how to celebrate your Thanksgiving. You know, um, I only know how to sell. Ce- I, I only know how I can celebrate it. You know. Mhm. Definitely, and that that goes for a lot of things, not just celebrating, of course. So, did you guys have a good time, Charles? Oh yeah, certainly. And um, actually, you kind of brought up another point because I even managed to stay on my diet for Thanksgiving. It's the first in years. Um. It's funny that with these holidays, I found, from the point of view of someone who's becoming more and more practical, at the same time I become more Norse, I'm also becoming more practical in my idea of what celebration should be, in my idea of what being thankful should be, in my idea of what a gift is, you know, in all of these things. I'm becoming a lot more practical over the years, and one of the things that I've come to realize is a lot of these holidays aren't really a celebration, they're... They're an excuse to, you know, turn your house into the world's largest buffet and then feel sick afterwards. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I don't mind doing the whole turkey thing on either Christmas or Thanksgiving or both when able. But I've come to the point in my life where I don't make it a point to try and uh, kill my uh, calorie limit out. You know, I don't want to waddle away from the table anymore. Um <laughs> I think a lot of people, they get that so ingrained, that idea that, you know, oh, it's Thanksgiving dinner. We've got to set out this table and eat until we're miserable. It's things like that. It's it's part of what I call the nonsense part of the tradition. You know, I get that we're all coming around a table to eat and be thankful. I get that if you have a really big family, you're going to need a couple birds and a couple hams out there because you have a really big family, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when... When Uncle Bob is there pushing himself away from the table and he undoes his belt and suddenly he's sitting next to the table again, something went wrong um, in the tradition. Uh, probably because Uncle Bob can't get out of the chair anymore. Think mm-hmm. it's things like that. And really, the reason that part of the tradition is pushed in movies and in commercials and in all the media programming is so that you'll buy you know the extra 30 pounds of food that you wouldn't normally set a table with, even if you were having... 50 people around it. It's it's little things like that. The tradition has been lost. The real tradition of Thanksgiving was remembering how much we have, even when we have so little. You've got to look at what this tradition, not even, because we all know the origins, the whole myth of the pilgrims and the Indians sitting down as bull. We know that. But look at the idea behind it. You know, these people were thankful for what they had when they had nothing. Um, and now we turn something like Thanksgiving into really stage magic almost. You know, it's big, it's flashy, but no one's really thankful. Um, if you're really celebrating Thanksgiving and you have a you know a slice of turkey and a, a helping of potatoes on your plate, you should be thankful It's because it's Thanksgiving. You shouldn't be there, you know, diving over the table, you know, uh, stabbing a fork in Aunt Gertrude's hand because she tried to steal the last cob of corn. Can we we really say that it's wrong, though? I mean, can we really do that? I'm not saying it's wrong. Can we really look down on materialism, uh, consumerism, and say that it's wrong? Uh, We talked in terms of to each his own, and we all all decide what what really uh, basically gets our rocks off, how we get our jollies, you know, how we celebrate. Um, is it possible that for some people that's how they do it and um, they are aware of what they're doing and that's what they want to do? Oh, certainly. 
Um, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be done. I'm saying that if you're doing it, be aware of what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, you know, if you're okay with it, if you're fine with that, and I was for years. I mean for years and years, you know, Thanksgiving, even when we had nothing, we had a turkey and we had all the sides and trimmings. And this year, I guess it was just a paradigm shift for me in the way I'm looking at my life and the world around me. Um, if if that's what if that's what brings you wholeness, if that's what brings you peace and sound mind at the end of your day is to, you know, be waddling much like the turkey, then uh, go for it. Grab the extra turkey leg. You know, don't kill anyone to get to it. Um, Fair enough. Well, I can tell you guys this. I can tell you guys this. I, I, I too, stuck to my diet this year. Um... Because, as always, I'm on a seafood diet. I'll eat whatever I can see. Um, and I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. I'm okay with that, you know. Um, honestly, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of uh, of traditional Thanksgiving meals. Uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, like, a lot of that extra stuff, like yams and whatever. Whatever whatever they call that stuff. I, I, I kind of steer clear from that. But, but, uh, but um, you know... It's it's not wrong. It's not wrong, guys. You know, um, I've been raising a family uh, for for over ten years now, and I can tell you there were Thanksgivings where we were all alone, no one around, and we had tacos for Thanksgiving. You know, um, from Taco Bell. You know, um, we had uh, uh, fried chicken or something because that's what we had. But 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 it was the spirit behind it. It was the spirit behind it. You know. Um, I make my family uh I, I kind of force my family to eat meals at a table every night. You know, I don't let them I I don't let them deviate from that. You know, because that's the time for us to all catch up and talk about what's going on, talk about, you know, conduct family business, you know, around that dinner table um while we're eating. Um you know, my philosophy is if if your mom is going to put so much uh, care and attention into cooking this meal, you're going to sit your ass down you're going to eat it with the rest of us. I don't care how old you are. My kids could be 35 years old. If they're in my house eating dinner, they're going to sit their ass at the table. That's just how it is. Um, you know, but, but, but again, it's a spirit. It's about, for for me, it's about teaching my children the spirit of the holidays, you know, to be mindful of those things. Um, you know, uh, I David knows this from a couple years ago. Um, one of my children threw a hissy fit because of what she got for Christmas. Uh, Charles, can you guess what happened to that toy that she threw a hissy fit about? Um, which gun did you have at the time? <laughs> no, well, I didn't I mean, shoot her. It was probably taken away. I doubt you totally destroyed the toy. Um, no, you might have. <laughs> no, I I put her jacket on, put her ass in the car, and drove to a homeless shelter and made her give it to somebody. That's you know, even better. That's uh, and made better her, than the shotgun. And method. made her see the look on that kid's face when that kid was freaking out. That kid was doing backflips. I mean, it was like watching Yoda take on Darth Vader. I mean, this kid was just all he was he was freaking out with. He was just excited. And she was she, she was not happy. And she was mad and you know, but it is what it is. You know, I wanted her to see what happens when somebody is truly grateful for what they have and for what they're given. But, you know, that brings up an interesting uh, part of the topic of being grateful. Okay, Isn't it those who have the least 
that are the most grateful in a lot of ways? Or is that just something that the awareness of what one doesn't have creates the gratitude of what they do? Is that more of an awareness thing? What do you think? What do you think, David? <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds sounds good to me. Um, I mean, I've I've went from in my life I've had more and I've had less, and uh, it is easier to think about um, what you do have whenever there's less of it. It's um, supply and demand, you know. But. But at the same time, it's all a state of mind too. I mean, whenever you have, whenever you have a lot, um, and you have a lot to be grateful for, the danger there is getting used to it. And what we're talking about now is relative. And I would like to tell you that from my baseline, what I consider to be uh, a neutral point of view is actually greatly skewed because if you look at my situation as compared in the world view, I live like a king. I got a roof over my head. I got groceries in the cabinet. I got a car in my driveway, you know. Um, I have the ability to go buy more food if I need it. I mean, like 80% of the people on the planet has less than me. I can't I can't really say that what I consider to be, end quote, normal is actually normal. Um, I'm biased, and I know it. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it, it certainly is an awareness. Um, you know, like David, I've I've lived I've lived good, and I've lived bad, and then I find myself somewhere in the middle, uh, too. You know, um, you know, it, it. For me, I wouldn't say it's easier for me to say that that I, I appreciate things less when I have more, uh, simply because that's just not the way I was brought up. You know. Um, uh my grandparents my grandparents when i was when i was very young they had a lot of money um but but you would never know it you never ever would ever know they had money because they lived a life uh that 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 was completely opposite of what you would what you would think and that's how i was raised you know um simply to be grateful for what you have but also be grateful for those in your life and be grateful for for what you've worked for and what you've earned you know um but 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 on the other side don't ever be afraid to get more it that that part's up to you you know that part's up to you if you want more you can still be grateful uh no matter where you're at um as far as you know as far as how much money you have or how much how many possessions or or whatever i don't think it's I think it's a mindset uh, uh, and, and a choice. You know, I can't force I can't force you to be grateful for anything, Charles. Um, you know, even if I were to put even if I were to put in front of you um, ten things that were obvious that you should be grateful for, you're never going to be grateful for them unless you want to be. You know. Well, here's another factor within that too. Is it a question of gratitude for the gift itself? or for the person giving the gift. You know, we run into this a lot with uh especially with Christmas right around right around the corner, okay? The the big present day, right? You know, this is this is the day of the year that people break their bank accounts over. 
I wear um, a large, by the way. What's that? I wear a large, by the way. Just <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, but um, and it, you, th- that's actually kind of the point I'm getting at. What is a uh, what is what is of more value? Uh, something that the person took a lot of time to either make or to pick out. You know, they really put some thought into this gift, but yet it wasn't what you were expecting. Or is it something that was very expensive and yet very little thought is put into it? How do we measure the value, and is it a question of value of an item? Or is it a question of value of the fact that a gift was given? And the Havamil has something to say on uh, gifts, too, but I'm not going to bring that into it on this. Well, the cliche goes, it's the thought that counts. So uh, within that, there's your answer. I mean, it's not about how much it costs. It's about the amount of thought. If, if, if the person really values money, and they put a, a lot of thought into a valuable present, then, of course, that would be valuable. But if they, uh, you know, you, you can make a, you know, a, a thing that costs 40 cents to make, but if you put a great deal of thought into it, then uh, that would have an equally great value. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a couple examples, Charles. As I look to my right in, in my office here, I got a closet full of all kinds of uh, just, all kinds of weird shit, okay? And it, I mean, all kinds of weird shit just sitting here in my office. I, I have a plastic WWF championship toy belt uh, that, that was given to me by my by my kids a couple years ago. Um, you know, uh, I have all kinds of things that were, that were made uh, by my kids. Um, and they just, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm a pack rat for, for this... Uh, I'm a pack rat for stuff that people give me, you know. Um, I, 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 I mean, I have a closet, dude, that I can't even put stuff in because, and nobody. I mean, it's like sacred ground. It's like it's like building a swimming pool on a Indian burial ground. You know, the poltergeist will spike up if you if you even go near that place because that's like holy to me. And really, it's all you know. As far as the monetary value, it's all it's all a bunch of junk, really. I mean, in the eyes of a of a consumer or a you know, a marketplace value, there's, it's worth nothing. Uh, but but I'll probably, you know, my wife will probably be cussing me someday when I'm dead and she has to get rid of that stuff because, I mean, it's just all over the place. Um, I'll give you another example. Last year, uh, uh, I asked David, I said, I, I said, hey, what do you want for Christmas? He's like, nah, man, you know, you know, Dave, nah, nah. So so I sent him some uh I sent him some some like summer sausage and cheese anyway. You know, I I, I don't ever listen to David when he tells me not to do something, I just do it anyway. You know. Um <laughs> typical of me. So so here's the gratitude part. About five days later, uh I called David up and I said I said, uh, how was that uh how was that package of sausage and cheese? He said, Man, that stuff's gone. That was all the gratitude in the world I needed because I knew, I knew that 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 he for well however long it took him to eat that probably not very long because it doesn't take me long to eat that stuff, but that in itself was the gratitude all the gratitude in the world because I knew that he he had enjoyed it he had enjoyed himself he shared it with his family whatever, you know it no no he didn't either <laughs> no no he didn't share Sorry. it see my, my uh, kids don't eat that stuff <laughs> but. But the point is, you know, it, it, 
It really is, and and, and it's unfair for me to say uh, it's unfair for me to to give you a good answer because I'm you know again I'm biased on that. I just you know uh, I just don't see it that way. You know, um, I stress over the only time of the year I stress uh, is around Christmas time because my goal at Christmas time is 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 to to come up with the the greatest gift ever for whoever it is. Uh, my goal is to 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 give them the greatest gift that I can give them, and it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with with anything. It has to do with me knowing that person well enough to know that 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 uh, uh, whatever I get them, um, I just know they're gonna love it, and I lo- and I love seeing their faces on it. You know. So, uh, but 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 the other part of your question is, you know, you said. You said expectations, okay? Uh, I live by, I live and die by the fact that if somebody has expectations on you, that's their fault. That's their problem, okay? Um, I don't have expectations on my wife, on my children, beyond, um, you know, basic respect and things like that. Because when you have when you have expectations for people, I guarantee you they're going to let you down. They can't help it. They're going to have to let you down because... Well, you're placing unfair expectations on somebody, especially when it comes to a gift. You know, um, I would never, I would never place expectations on a gift. A gift is a gift. Somebody thought enough of you to give it to you. You should be damn, damn grateful they, they they even thought about you in the first place. Very good, very good. Um, so on on the thought of uh, on the thought of gift giving then. How does one show gratitude for a gift? I mean, I can, like I said, I got one from the Have a Mole that uh, I can quote, but I'm, I'm gonna ask you on this. When when someone gives you a gift, how do you show gratitude? You know, is it simply the thank you? Is it returning a gift for a gift? You know. Well, let's ask Chaos. He's been quiet over there. How do I show gratitude? Um, yeah. Depends on who I'm dealing with. <laughs> Not everyone's created equal in my existence. Uh, some people get a handshake. Some people get a thanks. <laughs> you know? well, well, I certainly wouldn't want you you showing your gratitude for me like you would for your wife or something. So, I, so I'd appreciate that. <laughs> exactly, exactly my point. So uh, I couldn't say. Depends on who I got the gift from. Um, you know, it, 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 it's all. How do I show gratitude? Depends on who you are. I may not show you any, because where you thought, I've had people think that we were closer than they thought, they got me a gift, and I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> thanks, I guess, you know, and they're like, oh, you don't sound too impressed, so I'm like, well, honestly, I didn't know we were that close, but <laughs> apparently we're on a gift-giving basis, and, uh, you know, I didn't get you shit, sorry, uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it, it just it would depend on who it was in, in relationship to me. More often than not, um, you know, like this Thanksgiving I worked. I worked the day before or the night before, so I slept all day Thanksgiving. Then I went to work that night. Uh, you know, patients aren't always grateful, but um, that doesn't stop me from doing my job. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would still give the gift of my ability to help people regardless of whether they were grateful for it or not, you know. 
especially if there's somebody paying me for it, because I'm grateful for the money. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, it just depends on who it is in relationship to me. I'm not an equal opportunity thinker. And that's and that's what we love about you. That's what we love about you. David, you want to you want to tackle that one next? Well, no, not really. But I got I got one of my own. I'll let you tackle. Okay. 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 Um, we have discussed how um, gratitude does not diminish desire for wanting more, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we've covered how. Everyone celebrates um, in their own way. And, I mean, the implications there can go quite deep. I mean, what about people that like to get blitzed? You know, there are a lot of drunk drivers on Thanksgiving. Uh, Their idea of having a good time is to get drunk. So, I mean, we haven't haven't really covered that, but it it is a very real uh, possibility that some people take it that way. Um, And then there is the issue of pride in that in that if if um if desire for more does not diminish uh gratitude does does being prideful of 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 the of the things that you've given other people to be grateful about diminish the the act of having the the you know the charitableness of it to begin with or is being prideful about how how uh, gracious, how appreciative you are of of what others have given you. Does that diminish your uh, your authenticity, your you know the genuine feeling of feeling gratitude? Does it take away? Does pride take away from me either of these things? I would say that that anything taken to an extreme can can taint anything, but I don't think pride could could hurt you at all. Um, you know, if you if you're if you're responsible with it, you know. Um, let me let me give you an example. Um, if uh, if 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 I buy my brother a jacket for Christmas, okay, and he's sporting that thing around town, do I feel proud that that I bought that jacket for him, and because I knew he'd like it, and that and 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 that he's wearing it. Uh, no, but I certainly feel pride in the fact that 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 he allowed me to give it to him. You know, um, mm-hmm. I feel I feel pride that that uh, he thinks enough of me to wear it when I'm around, whether he likes it or not. You know, um, the fact that the, the fact that he gave me uh, a second thought to to tell me thank you or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, hell yeah, I feel pride about that. When my kids open up their gifts, and my kids don't get a whole lot of stuff, you know, just like most people these days, my kids uh, might get a couple things, you know. Um, but as I said earlier, I try to, I try to 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 get them something that's going to be uh, a home run for them, and it's not always something expensive. It's sometimes it's it's very simple things, but it's it's understanding who they are and 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 what 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 makes them happy. Um, do I feel pride when they freak out and they they tear their gifts open? Hell yeah, I feel pride in that, because that's my kid, uh, and, and and I feel proud. I feel proud that that I made them happy, if, if even just for a few moments, you know. 
So I don't think pride is a big thing. Now, if I went around, David, and I went around and I was telling you and Charles and I got on the radio here and said, yeah, dude, I spent $1,000 on this thing for my brother, and, man, he's sporting it, and, man, that thing is nice. That thing does this. That thing does that. Blah, blah, blah. If I talk about the thing over and over and over again and, and, and how it was me that gave it to him, uh, mm-hmm. Well then, yeah, that kind of that kind of colors everything a different shade, doesn't it? In a way, yeah. Fair enough answer. I think so, I'll uh, hop in on this one a little bit. Um, pride, that's an interesting one. I'm not one to receive or give gifts very often. Okay. Um, what you got to realize is I'm not real big on the idea of receiving gifts because I usually don't have much that I can give back except for time and helping hand, but I do give those freely. Uh, The result of this is that a very good friend of mine, um, and he's a very, very good friend before the gift, and uh, the gift did not make him any better of a friend, but it's uh, interesting, the the history of this gift. It's a very large, very, very impractical sword. Uh, (laughs) I mean, this sucker is, it's got a giant skull head on it. You know, to describe it uh, will be of no value on the show. But needless to say, this sucker, this sucker is huge, but it's not battle-worthy. And one of my policies in the house is not to have anything really, you know, out in the open unless I can grab it in an emergency. Silly policy, but still. So it's been sitting in the back room. One day I was walking by and I looked at that. And I said, you know, I'm really proud of the friendship I have with this guy. You know, this is, this is probably my best friend. Um, I just can't, I just can't see letting this sit in the corner there anymore. So I took and put it, you know, in the kitchen where all of my other major weaponry is, you know. Um, I gave it its own special place. It's not somewhere where I'm going to grab it if someone breaks in, but it's uh, it's somewhere where it's prominent, you know. And it's there as a symbol of my pride, not pride in the object, but pride that, you know, my friend thought that much of me to get this thing. And uh, even in that, we'd talked about it and... Uh, we even talked about, you know, how I really don't even have a place for it. And he said uh, um, something about, you know, if I wanted to return it to him, if I didn't like it. And I said, it's not that I don't like it. It's just I don't have anywhere for it. I said, if anything, I would like to gift it back to you, and we could polish it up as a project together for in his home, you know, when his uh, for around the time when his new kid gets there. Well, not like around the time, but you get what I'm saying. The point is, it's also a question of when you receive a gift, how you receive it, and how you look at receiving gifts, and that kind of thing changes from one moment to the next. Um, I find, like I said, I, I've, I've lived, I've, I think much like David, and much like you, Justin, much like everyone, I guess, we've all, we've all lived lives that have went from, you know, really stupendous to really, you know, harsh sometimes, and all things in between. I guess for me, with the inability to really give very much, I often really don't like to receive, but at the same time, when it's from a true friend, when it's from someone who's not just doing this as a kind of a yearly thing to buy my affection, uh, it holds a special place. It's not that I have pride in the object. That sword could break tomorrow, and I would feel a little bad, but I would still keep its pieces because I have pride in that friendship, that, uh, that representation that was handed to me. That gets us back to 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 uh, uh, a Master Bane lecture that that I've given on this show probably a thousand times. Uh oh. 
that 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 we must uh, be gracious receivers as well as gracious givers. It goes both ways. If somebody were to just give and give and give and give and give and give and give their entire life, they would have nothing left uh, for themselves, and therefore uh, they have nothing left to offer. However, if they allow people to give them and understand that things move in circles, everything is a cycle. What we give, what we give, we get back. And if we cannot receive as graciously as we give, then we are flipping a middle finger to every universal thing that's ever happened to us or everything we've ever caused or or, or, or uh, have, have accepted. So, uh, and this isn't really, this isn't directed just at you, Charles, okay? Don't, don't take it the wrong way. Uh, but it's a reminder for everyone out there that when we're dealing with gratitude, okay, and we're dealing with this time of the year, it is it is just as important to be as gracious a receiver than it is a giver. It's uh, it's funny. It's not funny you brought that up. Um, it's prophetic that you brought that up in that way. Uh, that verse I was talking about, the Havamol, says that also. It says, no man is so generous he will give it accepting a gift in return for a gift. No man so rich that it really pains him, uh, pe- that it really gives him pain to be uh, repaid. Um, and, you know, it says that, it rewords that a couple different times, and it can be taken different ways. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to receive a gift. No matter how much someone says, oh, it, it pains me to receive this, it doesn't. Um, no, it should no, make them joyous. Let, let, me reiter- let me reiterate to you. It is vitally important. To feel that it joy, is, yes. It, it is vitally important to, to accept a gift, no matter what it is, graciously. Because if you do not accept a gift graciously, you are robbing that person of the gratitude that, that they had of giving it to you, and that's not that's not that's not a, that's not a cool thing to do, you know. Well, I agree with you now, obviously, because I've uh, put it in a place of respect. It was uh, sure. something I had to something I had to come to terms with. And well, you're not the only one, brother. You're not well, the only think, one because I think I've got some insight into this. You might like. Part of this comes from the nature of the way gifts are perceived initially. Um, often in my life, and often my girlfriend runs into this a lot, and it's one of the reasons why we don't celebrate Christmas directly. Um, a few people will be getting a few things here and there. Um, most of it handmade stuff at this point, because that means something more to us to give it in that way. But, uh, you know, for years, we would try to do the Christmas thing, and, you know, nothing really hurts worse than that look from someone that says, and when you can see it in their eyes, like, oh, you got me a card. It was like, yeah, we spent half an hour trying to find you just the right card, but yeah, we got you a card. Part of that can be off-putting, and that's uh, part of that graciousness. As you just said, one has to be gracious when they receive a gift, but that covers a whole spectrum. Not mm-hmm. just gracious in the receiving, don't be wrong. That sword has always had its place, and it's always been a place where it's been respected, but only recently has it been put, you know, in the open, in a major area. Because only recently did I realize that, you know, in a real sense, I would rather have something that it it really is an overly large, overly metallic toy, mm-hmm. but it was something that was given from the heart. 
I think when you recognize that respect and receive in that way, it's a great thing. I think the problem is when that breaks down or when someone becomes uh, kind of injured from experiencing that breakdown. You know, uh, I can say this. My one friend, same friend, his child is a great kid, but he's been raised to understand, just as your children were raised to understand, that a gift is received with graciousness and gratitude. And it makes it a real joy to get him anything, and that's why he always gets something from us on Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like the only kid uh, that we know that we uh, really go out of the way to get him anything because we know that he's going to – we know that the fact that it's a gift from us is going to mean something to him. But what hurts worse than giving someone a gift and them showing you either in language or body language or even just in words, like, oh, really, kind of sentiment? What hurts worse? What could what could trample on that uh, that pride, as it were, or on that friendship in that way? What could do more damage than that? Go ahead, David. I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, <clears throat> what what you've talked about there is um, the process falling apart, and you know, the the worst worst case scenario. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine anything worse than that. Well, I don't I don't think there is anything worse personally in my opinion. That's why I said um it's often asking me why I have so few friends. And I say because I hold my friends to a, a very high standard, but that standard isn't as high as you'd think. It's actually a very, very low standard. In the most basic sense, it requires that they be I don't want to say as good a person as I am because that sounds high and mighty of myself. But um, that they have the same love for me that I have for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Now this is where this is going back to pride, David, that you brought up just a few minutes ago. This goes back to pride. This is where pride gets dangerous, guys. This is where mm-hmm. pride gets dangerous when we allow ourselves. Now, now understand that you control you control one hundred percent of what goes on internally. 100%. Nobody controls the inside of you like you, except for you, okay? Now, this is where pride this is where pride can be harmful, and this is where pride can, can can muddy the water, okay? If I give David a gift and he gives me this look like, "Are you kidding me?" You know what? I have a choice at that point to internalize it one way or the other. Okay? Would it be hurtful? It would be a little bit hurtful. But at the end of the day, David can't hurt me if I don't want him to hurt me. And it doesn't change the fact that I gave him a gift from the heart. Or I gave him a gift of, uh, uh, you know, whatever. You know, um, this this is where we this is where we kind of put this kind of stuff in check. Where we put our pride in check. Because it's not us getting hurt. It's our pride getting hurt and our ego getting hurt because somebody didn't like the gift. Well, you know, I have a lot, uh, I mean, just like most people or probably everybody that's ever gotten a gift, not not every gift I've ever received in my life was I just through the roof about, okay? But I'm not going to let that person on uh, because I knew the trouble they went through. I don't care if they went to if they just went and bought something. Uh, you know, a gift is a gift. 
Um, and it's up to me if I want to be hurt or not. You know. This is very true. This is very true. Um, let me ask you this. Was this the kind of thing that you came to all at once, or was this the kind of thing that took time? Oh, absolutely. It took time. You know, it took a lot of bumps on the head, you know. Uh, you were talking about fighting uh, on your show last uh, th- this past Wednesday. And uh, when we when we both got on there together, we were talking about how, um, you know, uh, even in a fight where we get bumps and we get beat up and we may lose the fight, we can still walk away learning something, you know. Um, you know, you have to be gracious for the for the stuff that hurts, too. You have to be grateful for those things that, that hurt because you can find something that was worth all the effort and pain, even on that side of the coin. You know, there's always something that you can take of value from any moment, from any situation, from any gift, no matter what it is. I mean, you know, we're talking about gifts because they're easy to talk about. But, but in any situation, even when you lose or even when you get beat down, you can still be grateful for, for something. You know, even if it's just the fact that you survived, I mean, you know, that that's big enough sometimes. So, you know, um, but but as we talked about on Wednesday, um, you know, if you go into a fight just just for just because you want to fight. Well, (laughs) when you get beat up, you're going to be in big trouble because your pride, your pride and your ego and all those other things inside you that are not in check. Okay. They're not in line with who you really are. Um, you're going to get big bruises, and you're going to feel a lot of pain because you're not going to be grateful for any of them, for any of the experience. Very true. Um, that's that's why I ask you, um, you know, if you came to it all at once. I think a lot of people out there right now, um, a lot of us, you know, a lot of us, we've went through a lot of things, you know. I think all of us on here have led uh, interesting lives that have forced us to evolve. Not really evolve in the in the most traditional sense, but to evolve the way our minds work to deal with things. And a lot of people are in what I would call the mid process of evolution on that kind of thing. Like with gratitude, they they recognize what it is and they recognize pride's faults. But what they don't realize is this kind of thing is an is an evolutionary process that they're going to go through. That you set the course, but you also recognize the course is going to be bumpy. You're going to have those times when you give a gift and you get hurt, but at the same time, you then are able to make that choice to put that hurt away and shape a new emotion out of it. Within all of that, you know, I think what I I guess what I'm saying for our listeners out there, you know, if you're not there yet, don't feel like that it's an instantaneous thing that all of a sudden you just wake up the next morning and you can be grateful for anything and you have ultimate control of your pride. Even even when we have the knowledge of all these things, we don't necessarily use that knowledge at all times. We slip, we fall, and then we climb it back up a little bit stronger each time. What are some exercises we can we can use to get there? Can you guys think of any? Oh, I can think of one really easily, and in this it is to really start giving gifts but not major gifts. Um, This is one that hits kind of close to home. Uh, Do bead work. You know, make bead bracelets or things like that, and just give them to people, just to give them to them. Um, You know, you're going to have, sometimes you're going to have that joy and shock from people that you gave them something just for giving it. 
and you're going to have times when people look at you and they're going to, you know, they're going to give you the evil eye. You just gave me beads on a string kind of look. But exercises like that, or even just handing out friendship cards. Um, our neighbors upstairs are really, really nice people, and we stay on good and friendly terms with them. Uh, we travel the road to their house often, you know, so that weeds don't grow, as it were. Um, and, you know... My girlfriend and the uh, woman upstairs, the uh, the wife of the of the man upstairs, uh, they trade little cards. And I mean, you know, it's the same kind of thing you made in school when you were a kid, but it shows that friendship and it allows them to overcome that hurt that they went through with other people that aren't as accepting as that kind of thing. And what about what about mindful acts of chivalry like um and. In intentionally exciting a smile or opening a door for someone. Well, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I'm one of those. I guess for me, I do this a lot without thinking about it, because I've I've learned to enjoy that feeling, um, of that smile from someone. But generally, if you're behind me and I'm going through a door, you can almost uh, expect <clears throat> that I'll hold it open, and the term behind could extend for upwards of 50 feet or more. <laughs> depending on the mood I'm in. But yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic exercise that and what it does, it shows you that your thoughts, your gratitude, your uh your kindness, your givingness can have an impact on someone in a positive way. Um it's it's positive reinforcement over the negative reinforcement you may have received. I have one. It's um it's kind of an internal one. You don't have to do it with other people. But if you uh, if you think of ten random people you know every day, and think of a good quality about each one of them, that tends to uh, make the mind gravitate in this direction. Yeah, that's a that's a very good one. And those are the kind of gifts, David, that Deepak Chopra talks about a lot. It's it, it's those kind of gifts that you give people. Um, you know, <clears throat> as far as exercises, you know. Uh, you know, I, I I certainly can't think of anything that that comes to mind, but but that that re- directs relately, but or that relate <laughs> that relates directly. I just created a new language there. Um, the uh, uh, you know it it's it's it, it's lessons in mindfulness, lessons in control, lessons in um, you know um, empathy. You know all the all these all these things that that come together to make to make uh, uh, this kind of thing happen. You know, um, you know. I mean, people give gifts; they just don't even realize they give gifts. Sometimes, you know, words are magic, right? You know, mm-hmm. the greatest the greatest magical power on earth is the words that come out of your mouth. Okay, you can make somebody's day really shitty, or you can make their day really great with just a few single words out of your mouth. You know, um, and, you know, it's about people give gifts already. We give each other gifts all damn day long. We just don't realize it. And sometimes we give people bad gifts, you know, um, and that's and that's where you have to learn to to control what what comes through your filter. You know, again, it's about it's about understanding that 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 nobody on Earth controls anything inside of you. They may control partially control things that come at you, 
certainly they have absolutely no control over what's in you unless you let them have that control, unless you give in. I wanted to hit you with one, David. Oh. It, it was it was kind of brought up um, as we've been talking about this. It's been a really good discussion. Um, it's been brought up twice now, and I made I made a note here for myself. Um, Charles brought it up a couple times, or once, and I think somebody else brought it up earlier. Obligation. That's a really seriously dirty word, isn't it? Obligation. Obligation. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. Uh, that's not. It don't feel nice to feel obligated at all. But uh, what what would you like? You, just obligation in general. You want me to discuss well, that? Well, well. What brought this up was is uh, as as Charles was was telling us uh, uh, he was going through some of these things, and he talked about how um, he's kind of changed the way that he does things over the years simply because, you know, um, he didn't he didn't like to really uh, receive gifts, uh, uh, and I think the way he said it was because, you know, he 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 really can't or or doesn't give a whole lot of gifts, um, and and. and what what sprung to mind there was obligation, you know, uh, where we feel obligated to give somebody something, yeah. you know, where we feel obligated to act nice and cheery, or we feel obligated, you know, obligation. Here we, here we go with this dirty word again, you know. Uh, this word almost caused a damn civil war on Ashla a few months ago, you know. Duty and obligation, you know, it seems to well, be really. So so so, there seems to be there seems to be some some. Some uh, smoke over this word obligation, especially around the holidays. How do we how do we address that concerning gratitude? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time to the front of the show here, where you were where you were discussing the uh, the gifted sausage and cheese pack mm-hmm. that you sent me. Um, yeah, I felt ob- I felt obligated. You know, what I mean, I wanted to send you something back. Mm-hmm. I really did. Um, you knew that I were I was in no financial shape to be, you know, buying or sending anything at that mm-hmm. point in time. Um, had I did that, I think you would have felt bad about getting it because you knew what it, it you knew what it would have costed me to do that. Mm-hmm. So by and I know this sounds strange, guys, but by not doing it, I had you in mind. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's just a weird, a weird twist of, of of the way it turned out. But um, I couldn't at that point in time, and uh, you, you bet it's on the back of my mind. And one day I'm gonna pay you back for that shit. I'm gonna send you something nice. Um, but you can bet whenever you get the box in the mail that um, it didn't it didn't break my back to get it to you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to have it, you know. And that'll be. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a it's a matter of time on on that on this case. Absolutely. But um, that's a perfect example. I, I would say, yeah, that's a perfect example because you thought about me enough to know that 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 I would not want you to send me something. You know, um, and just just by that simple act, you repaid the kindness. You know, because I told you I was going to send you something. And you're like, no, 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 no. But because I am who I am, I just did it anyway. Right? <laughs> you know? And um, 
the fact that I knew that you would, that, that you'd enjoyed it, and the fact that 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 you didn't send me something, okay, that is that is gratitude. That is graciously accepting, and then in turn, David, giving me the gift of allowing me to give it to you. It's just it's just that simple. It really is that simple, guys. It's the simple little gestures, the simple little things, you know, um, you know. It's just, I mean, I mean, it, it really is that easy. When you get to a certain point where you understand that all things that people give you require time, attention, thought, and the thought and attention and the time was centered around you, if even only for a second, that that is a gift, and that is something that you should be proud of. That is something that you should be grateful for. And that is something that you should accept graciously without question. You know, without question. You know, I think I'd like to hop in here also. Just a little bit more if I may. Sure. Um, you know, on the topic of gifts that occurs to me, you know, this is this has been probably the roughest year in the United States for a lot of people in a long time. And I know that it's going to be impossible for everyone to give everyone a gift this year. Um, the lists of friends you have becomes enormous as time goes by. And you start to look at it, and for a lot of people it's a question of, you know, paying a bill or getting a gift. But it costs nothing to give up a little bit of time to call someone up on the phone and to wish them that Merry Christmas or to tell them that you were thinking about them. You know, it costs nothing to give the gift of friendship it give, it costs nothing to give that gift of joy and you'd often be surprised what kind of smile it puts on someone's face just to know that you're thinking about them in that way mm-hmm. that that brings to mind the imagery of a bunch of people sitting in their houses feeling lonely or people all standing in a crowd feeling lonely it's crazy how we, we get ourselves into these situations where we're surrounded by people, yet we feel like we're the only one that's really there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been there. I have been there, my friend. You know, I uh, uh, when I was when I was in the military, uh, <clears throat> holidays became like the anti-holiday for me for many years. Um, for the first year I was in the military, I had my I had my wife with me, um, but by year two she was gone, and I was you know stationed far away from home, and you know what, holidays were crap. I hated them. I didn't care about them. I thought they were stupid. I thought they were all these things. Okay, because you know uh, you sit around the barracks and and, and about sixty five percent of everybody's gone, so it's just you and a couple stragglers, you know. And, uh, you know, it, you, you put yourself in a place where, uh, what is the point? You know, what is the point of this? Holidays are so stupid. Well, they're only stupid when you, when you allow yourself to feel that way. You know, again, this goes back to control, controlling, you know, how you, how you see things really, you, you know, again, you are the only one that can control that. And, and, and when I look back now, you know, I did that to myself. 
I did that to myself, you know, in my situation. I'm not going to say that that applies to all situations, but in my situation, I did that to myself because I allowed myself to feel sorry for me, and I allowed myself to feel pity. Instead of making the best of what I had, instead of, you know, um, feeling sorry for myself, I could have went out and, and, and maybe did something nice for somebody else, you know. Um, and that's part of the growing, you know, we... We, we we hit these 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 low spots and we and we uh, learn from them and move on, you know. Um, it's, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for everybody in that kind of situation, but but I know, you know, um, it's not fun. Uh, holidays are certainly not fun if you if you uh, allow yourself to be in a place where uh, nothing matters, you know. Are they alone, Justin? Huh? Are they alone? No, absolutely. No, no, they're not alone. They're not alone, you know. Um, it's very easy to feel that way because we, we, we trap ourselves, you know. Like for my for, for my situation, um, you know, for, for, for three years, uh, for three years that, that, that I went through those holiday blues, um, it was because I, I, I allowed myself to believe that a holiday is only a holiday if I have, um, you know, family. It has to be with family, and it has to be at home, and it has to be the way it always was, this and that. I, I had trapped myself that way, but, but you know, if had I opened my eyes, I would have seen that there were still people around me. There were still people trying to make the best of it, you know. There, there really was. There was people there that were trying to make the best of it, and they were in the same boat as I was. But I was too busy feeling sorry for myself. You know, poor me, boo-hoo-hoo, look at me, I'm stuck here without my family, I'm stuck here. You know what? I could have went home. It wasn't like I was in war, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, this is a completely different situation, by the way. You know, the boys and girls are over there. They're stuck there. They don't have a choice, okay? But but in my case, I had a choice. I could have went home. You know, I could have found a way to get home. I could have called every family member I have and said, send me 10 bucks so I can go home. They would have, you know, but because I was proud, but because I was too damn stubborn and stupid to understand what I was doing to myself. Uh, but I was never, certainly never alone, never alone. Well, to kind of, I know you got house house um, uh, cleaning to do here, but uh, right right before we do that, I'd, I'd like to um, add something to what you've been saying about control and bring up something that um, Charles mentioned on his last show about having half a loaf of bread and something to drink. Um, we let TV, the media, tell us what is normal and what is dysfunctional. And every everyone has this, uh, I shouldn't say everyone, a lot of people have this feeling like their family is the dysfunctional one. But, you know, times have changed. Uh, the family roles, gender roles, all these things are moving. And... I don't think we should allow TV to let us to tell us that we're not right, that we are dysfunctional. You know, um, and that that's part of it too. To realize if you are if you're having a good time and you're sharing, you know, if you've got just a, a bite to eat and a drink or however you want to celebrate, if you're doing it in your way and you're having a good time, then that is not dysfunctional. That is functional. 
Yeah. You are functional if you're doing it in your own way. That defines function. Your way right. is functional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's and you know what, David? Uh, and you know what? To add to that, yep. you're probably more functional than the people who follow the what everybody else says it's to do. Yeah. In, 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 a, in, a, in a certain light, true. That was... Uh, it was a great show tonight, guys. We we, we had a very, really good discussion around uh, gratitude. Um, I really do appreciate all the input and all the insight, uh, Charles. I swear to God, I wasn't picking on you. Um, you were just letting you were helping it flow a little bit. Um, I'm cool, man. Uh, for those of you who joined us live and, and stuck with us, Aloha Jay. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for your call a little earlier. Uh, Seta, Allie, it's always great to see you here, of course. Charles, Chaos, we appreciate it. Um, you guys are doing a great job for us, and, and uh, uh, we certainly appreciate your input uh, on Fridays as well. Great show, David. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate it. Um, we got anything else? All right. Well, uh, make sure to tune in on Sunday, the Ashland Night Show. I uh, will be airing um, and uh, at uh, 6, 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, we hope to see you there. Until next time, awaken the night within. <laughs>